This is Reawakened, conversations with and for women in transition with Vari Longmuir and Jade McKenzie. As women in our 30s have experienced transition in different forms, we realised there was a lack of open, honest conversation around what can be a lonely and delicate time. Our hope for this podcast is that it will be the medicine you need to navigate whatever you are going through with courage, grace and a little humour along the way. Welcome to season two of Reawakened, the podcast. This is Vadi here, and Jade's also here too. Hi, Jade. Hi, Vari. It's good to chat to you again. It's been a while. It has, but my gosh, has so much happened. <laughs> I know, right? It feels, yeah, it feels like we've got lots to chat about this season. So we are going to be rolling with episodes similar to last season for those of you that listened to season one of the podcast where Jade and I are going to be sharing lots of our own personal insights and stories and lessons learned along the way um, when it comes to our own personal reawakenings and we're also going to have some special guests on and some opportunities for you guys to get involved as well. So with this first episode we thought it would be good to dive into the subject of boundaries and what they mean to us and how they have played out in our lives and how we've often perhaps had lack of boundaries and how we use boundaries in our life and our relationships today. So I'm excited to jump into this one with you, Jade. I think, as we said before we hit record, we could probably talk about this topic for hours on end. So it will be, yeah, (laughs) interesting to see if we can keep this succinct. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're not known for our succinctness. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say it definitely is a word. <laughs> so tell me, Jade, with boundaries, um, what role do boundaries play in your life today versus in the past? Oh, my gosh. I, I struggle with boundaries, and I feel like... Today, I have stronger boundaries, whereas before, I had none. I absolutely had no boundaries, no rules around how people used me, and not always in a negative way, um, but I just was literally open to anyone and everything and never said no and always would just go and go and go until I would collapse in a heap. So I feel like you might be similar too in that boundaries have definitely been strengthened as time has passed, but also as certain situations have come up and and we've said, oh God, I'm not dealing with this anymore. This is really about you and your issues and not me and mine and I need to keep a healthy distance Mm. between that. Do you feel the same? Yeah, I think I just was unaware of boundaries before. Mm. I I didn't really consciously think about not having boundaries, but I I definitely didn't have them in place. And it's certainly something that I have been more aware of the last few years and been better at putting in place for myself to protect my own energy and, and what 
what energy I give out and who I spend time with and what I allow into my life as well. So it's definitely been a process of becoming more aware of a lack of boundaries because it's that idea that you, you don't know what you don't know. And I didn't mm. really know that boundaries was something that was healthy to have in, in relationships um, before. So it's certainly been a, a learning of how that can really serve me and help me. So yeah, I would say I feel similarly to it was something that I just, um, yeah, didn't put in place before. What are some examples of boundaries that you have now then? Like, I'm super intrigued because we've never had this conversation. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? So, so I've got a lot to say on boundaries. So boundaries for me, I think when I started putting boundaries in place, it wasn't actually a boundary. It was more of an ultimatum on that other person. So it was more of me saying, if you do this, then I'm going to do this. And almost like, you know, the, the kind of threat of the behavior. Um, and I realized that that's actually not a boundary because it's not about the other person. It's mm -hmm. about me and it's something that I do for me. So when it comes to setting boundaries, I'm, much better at, at keeping it about me and less about the other person. And so saying to them, this is what, uh, this is my expectation. This is what I will allow. And if you violate that boundary, then this is the action that I'm going to take. So it's not, if you speak to me like that, I'm going to make you leave the room. It's if you speak to me like that, then I'll leave the room. So it's not trying to change the other person's behavior, but say, and, and letting them be who they are. Cause I think with, boundaries when they're set in the wrong way it's about trying to control the other person but for me mm. now setting boundaries it's about letting that other person be who they want to be but saying to them this is where I draw the line and you can continue with that but if you do then I'm going to take this action over here so if you continue to speak to me like that I'm going to leave the room if you continue with that behavior I'm going to remove myself rather than telling them what they can and can't do so it's less controlling and it's more out of a place of love and respect for for my own personal energy but still letting other people be who they are and who they want to be and not controlling them that's really interesting and so do you feel like when you were talking through this example which I really loved because you did make it about you and your willingness to accept a particular situation and if it's not for you then you will remove yourself were you talking definitely from a sense of a um, relationship with a partner or were you also talking about friendships and family and and children or was it yeah. more a romantic relationship yeah so boundaries for me the most practice I've had at setting and honoring boundaries is with family members that's been a big one for me. So um, one particular example is the relationship that I've had with my sister. Um, that's something that I definitely needed to put a boundary in place around to protect my energy. But I realized that before I had this awareness about how to set boundaries properly, I was just giving her an ultimatum saying, if, if you speak to me like this, this is what I'm going to do. And, and also if, there was a point in our relationship where I didn't want any communication with her. And I told her this and, and she continued to reach out 
and to send emails or text messages and I would just completely ignore them and I realized that ignoring them is is being controlling of her you know it's, it's actually a very controlling and manipulative thing to do and it gives all my power and control away because I'm not able to say what I want to say in the situation so putting boundaries in place with family members has been essential for me especially as I've moved through a period of transition over the last well not so much the last year but maybe the two or three years before that putting boundaries in place to really allow me to honor my own decisions and not need their validation and their approval of it. So I really needed to make sure that I put that in place to say, I'm going to do what I'm going to do and you can do what you want to do. But if you come at me with this kind of energy, I'm going to turn the other way and, and have to remove myself from it. So it's been less in romantic relationships and more in family relationships that I've been able to put boundaries into practice. And it's made a massive difference for me personally. Mm, that's amazing because I, I love that you shared that. So thank you. And um, it's so interesting because I feel like I'm the complete opposite. What my transition taught me was to have boundaries in relationships because mm. I had none before. I just yeah. had none. And and to a degree, some friendships because I was so I felt so broken. I just didn't have energy to look after my child at times. You know, I was passing out <laughs> just from sheer exhaustion of I don't know, whatever adrenal fatigue I was going through. Um, and so there was a natural need and instinct to start putting boundaries up around work and, and friendships. But what I noticed was from my reawakening, from my transition, it really was firmer boundaries around my romantic relationships. And before I had my current partner, Hayden, there were a couple of instances where I just fell back into the, oh, he have everything kind of mindset. And I was like, oh, I need an equal. I'm, I'm craving somebody who I don't have to mother or look after. I've, my child is my priority. She's who I'll look after. I need someone who will not only look after themselves, but not be detached you know, but be part of this equation as a whole and come in as a whole person and, and love equally and contribute equally. And I absolutely have that now. And it really wasn't hard to have boundaries around that because he was so uh, gentle in coming into the relationship and understanding and compassionate and all of these things. But I certainly had an experience of, you know, this is me, take everything of me before mm. that. And it was really unhealthy. And yeah. it's so great to hear that you've strengthened your boundaries where you needed to with your family. And I've certainly learned when and how to have boundaries in my romantic relationships. So do you feel like with your family, that was something that you didn't have before or maybe you tried to practice before but 
it was easier to kind of let things slide. Uh, how has that how has that changed for you? I know you've said in the last two to three years it's changed dramatically, but growing up was that an issue because you were always so close and in each other's pockets all the time growing up in the mm. same household was it easier to just go oh that's what she's like I'll just do what she needs at this time yeah it's it's funny I've never actually thought about it from when we were kids and when we were growing up but I think now as I think about it I think we the three siblings in my family were all so different that we were all kind of off doing our own things. So it felt like there wasn't really a need for boundaries. We weren't kind of, we, it was the opposite of being in each other's pocket. We were all doing our own things. Um, and I moved out of the family home when I was 17 and moved to New York and then came back. So um, my sister was only 12 years old when I did that. So I think we had never really had a relationship as like adults where we were close and, and we were involved enough in each other's lives to need boundaries. We were quite separate as siblings. Cool. So I think it was only when each of us were making major decisions that then the other one felt the need to kind of voice their opinion on them and that's when I was I was conscious that this is something that there needs to be some kind of container around this and and a way to to protect my energy without telling her what to do because I could see that at first I was doing that I'm like if you just you know I kind of had a bit of a manual for how I wanted her to behave and it's like well if you just do all these things and act this way we can be good sisters but <laughs> that's not the way to have any kind of relationship right um and I could see that in myself and it's like that's it's not that she's violating a boundary it's that she's not acting the way I want her to act so mm. flipping Oof. that around and focusing more on me and and letting her be who she is but saying you know th this is this is where I draw the line here you can continue to be that way but this is this is the the action I'm going to take if you bring that towards me. So um, there, it, it was kind of flipping it around, but it wasn't something that we needed earlier in our relationship because we just were quite separate. Mm. Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. I just love everything that you said. And I really want to know because I'm so, I love these conversations and I love how open and vulnerable we can be about them. But I feel like whenever I've had a change in boundaries, it's definitely come from a place of frustration or I felt violated or I've, I've had enough and I'm angry and I don't want people to treat me in a particular way anymore. Or I feel stupid for letting someone you know, walk all over me or speak to me in a particular way. And I'm just like, why am I taking this? Mm -hmm. So a lot of my boundaries have come from moments of absolute sadness, frustration and anger. Do you feel that's where the moments that your boundaries have changed for the better? Or do you feel like it's come through another way, like through self-reflection or saying, oh, how can I improve this? But you haven't been you know, angry about anything? Yeah, I think when it comes to boundaries, for me, it's not about, and I'm interested to hear your take on this as well, Jade. It's, 
I haven't felt the need to enforce the boundary until it's been violated. Um, because otherwise it's just telling that person how you want them to act around you, which is just controlling and manipulative and, and it's not healthy. So for me, it's about letting someone know when that line has been crossed. And if that happens again, this is the action that I'm going to take. So, you know, we don't, we, we have boundaries around, you know, people coming into our house, you know, but we don't walk around telling everyone that we meet, just letting you know, if you come to my house, you will have to ring the doorbell <laughs> and wait for me to get there. But if you have someone who just walks in your house and then it's at that point, you reinforce the boundary and say, Hey, if you're going to come to my house, can you ring the doorbell and wait till someone comes to the door? So I think that's the kind of difference for me there is that there's no need to set a boundary until the, the line has actually been crossed and it's been violated. And then you can, can state your case because otherwise it's, it's, it's really heavy and it's a lot of energy to walk around, you know, telling people, these are my boundaries and this is, you know, how to not violate them. I think that <laughs> comes from a place of, you know, being in quite a victim mentality of expecting people to violate them. So for me, it's about, you know, we, we all have quite obvious boundaries around, you know, physical violence or, or it might be a boundary around a certain type of language, but you're not going to, every single person you meet say, if you say these six words, I'm going to leave the room. You know, we wait until that happens and then we have an opportunity to communicate that with them then and let them know that that's something that we're not comfortable with. So you are waiting for somebody, um, I guess, to... Uh, I, I don't even know how to word it, but I guess what I was trying to get at was are your boundaries formed from those moments where people have really crossed a line and I feel like what you're saying is yes when they cross a line it's an opportunity to look at your boundary and and where they've crossed it and then you decide how to deal with it yeah and it, than, it's, hmm. it's pausing in that moment and being like and not being reactionary in that moment I've I've realized that at times where I've felt that there has been a boundary violation that I've taken myself away and thought over it and and kind of analyze what was it that was uncomfortable, what was making me feel that particular way, and then then being able to articulate the boundary after that to make sure that I'm coming from as clean a place as possible and I'm not mm -hmm. just being triggered in the moment and, and being quite reactionary. So there's definitely a little gap in time between that boundary violation and then me articulating what I expect after that because I just want to make sure that I've got it clear in my own head about what it is I, I actually expect of myself in those situations mm. what about you so when it comes to setting boundaries within your new relationship is it something that you have did proactively or has it been something that has evolved as you guys have connected and your relationships grown I definitely think that I was more proactive this time around. And honestly, this is the first relationship I've had in my 37 years where I have had actual boundaries <laughs> and not just gone, oh, here, I have my everything. I'm very conscious that I've been through enough heartbreak 
and not just through my romantic relationships, but also through other relationships, whether personal or professional. And I want to have a healthy, strong relationship from the get-go. And I recognise that uh, if I just keep going the way I usually am, I'll end up resentful or being taken advantage of. Not that I feel like my partner now would do that, but it just... Uh, it had to change. It had to change. And he is the perfect person to have these changes with because he's very respectful of them. And one of my highest values is open communication. And I have that with my daughter. I have that with my partner. And I, I would make us check in with how each other was feeling you know, very early on, it was every couple of weeks and saying, how are you feeling? How is this going? And it was just a conversation. It wasn't anything like I sat down with an interview list of questions. It was just, how is this feeling for you? Especially because I had a child or yeah. have a child. And that's the way our relationship has grown just by being completely honest and I remember I was, <laughs> I was crying and freaking out one day because I, I wanted to give him a coat hanger in the wardrobe and I felt like that was too much. <laughs> like a panic attack. I was like, I'm okay with everything else. But this one coat hanger, I'm having a conniption over it because what it represented to me <laughs> it just felt very big and, and overwhelming. Yeah. So recognizing the trigger uh, <laughs> that this person was being invited into my life in a more ongoing and formal basis, enough so that he would have a coat hanger in my <laughs> wardrobe. <laughs> I, I had to work through that. And I guess, I I just, I remember writing down in, I don't even have a journal. I don't have a diary. I have notebooks, but I remember writing down in my diary last year. I was like, I need an equal. I need an equal. I need an equal. I need a partner, like in every sense of the word. I don't want somebody who we're constantly overcompensating for the others, you know, not, failings or I can't think of the right word but it's it comes from a place of I come as me you come as you we both do what we want move forward how we want and we have a relationship that's built with doing things together and moving forward in a really positive way but understanding that we're individuals and that we have to contribute equally yeah and oh. it's not and not being tied to this idea of I'm a woman, so I must do the cleaning, the cooking, the this, the that. You know, I'm feminine, you're masculine. It's not like that for me at all. And it's if you're going to be in this relationship, I need you to be an equal. I cannot be anything other than your partner in every sense of the word. I will not do it all for you. Yeah. 
I love that. And, and what I've discovered is when, when you are in that equal partnership, when it comes to romantic relationships, having boundaries in place creates so much more intimacy because there's so much more structure around it. Mm. I think that's one of the things I think people resist setting boundaries around because they're frightened that they're going to upset the other person or they're going to make the other person angry or they might lose that relationship by setting boundaries but it's such a beautiful opportunity to really create true intimacy because you're able to have conversations and it can be really uncomfortable and really challenging it's you know it's super hard work but I think being able to honor yourself in a way that's authentic and true and and have the the willingness to let other people interpret it how they will I think is such a beautiful space to create such a deeper relationship from absolutely and no matter whether it's a friend or a partner or a family member I think at the end of the day a boundary is just a representation of mutual respect mm. and so you can love someone and they can drive you crazy and they can <laughs> and they can do whatever they want in their life and that makes you laugh or make you shake your head or <laughs> or anything but at the end of the day it's just about mutual respect for where they're at where you're at and where you might just have to be a bit more communicative or where you just need to draw a line in the sand somewhere and say, that's not okay. And it doesn't matter who it is. If you have the respect there, they will love you regardless. And it's not even personal, you know, a boundary is not saying that you don't like someone because you have to enforce this. It's really saying, this is what I need to function effectively as a human being and to be my best self around you and for others. And uh, that's a good thing. Boundaries are a really good thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I I love what you said about having nothing really to do with the other person and it's about you because I think that's so true we think boundaries are about the other person but it's not it's about just honoring and respecting our own energy and that's so attractive in a partner as well when it comes to relationships for a person to know their own worth and what they are willing to accept and not accept and to make it mean nothing about the other person but just about them I think it's it's such an attractive place to be and if you can have two people who feel that way who have their own personal boundaries but it doesn't mean anything about the other person but they're going to honor them for themselves it's yeah it's a a really beautiful place to have a relationship from definitely and I feel like now is a good time to close this particular conversation and ask a question of our listeners so using the little voicemail function on the anchor app Vari and I would really really love to know what are your boundaries and how have they changed and you know did you struggle with them like we have because I don't feel it's one of those things where we go oh I've set a boundary okay done (laughs) it's a (laughs) constant work in progress and very uncomfortable at times Mm. but we're we're all the same aren't we Vari it's all and not there's not anyone I know uh, even being in the life coaching industry who just sets a boundary and then moves on with life and that's ticked off it's a really 
a work in progress. So yeah. let us know how you're going and give us some tips, please. We'll give yeah, us fantastic. <laughs> yeah, as Jade had said, um, if you go to the Anchor app and you listen on there, you can send us a little voice note. And I'm just going to go off script here, Jade. But what might be nice is if we get some questions or some feedback over the next uh, couple of episodes, then towards the end of season two, we might do a bit of a Q&A um, episode where we can kind of address mm. questions on previous episodes so yeah if you've got any comments or questions or you've got your own point of view on this particular topic of boundaries then please jump on over to the anchor app and use the voicemail um, option there to let us know what you think and what your story is we would love to hear yay lovely and I think that just about wraps us up for today fantastic it's nice to be back Jade I'm excited for season two me too so much juiciness I know right well everyone thank you for listening to episode one of season two of the podcast if you are new to our world we would love you to subscribe to our newsletter just hop on over to reawakenedwomen.com and you can subscribe there for lots of information on when new episodes are live and some little behind the scenes of what's going on with both Jade and myself. You can also catch us on Instagram. We are at reawakened underscore women. You can come check us out over there. It's so lovely to have you here with us and we look forward to chatting to you in next week's episode. Bye.